your each day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Today's show is brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Hello and welcome to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with your host, Bruce Hilliard, and today's guest, Patty Parks. Patty has had an exciting year recording her next album, Whole Nother World. Recorded in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, it will be released on Booga Records, Viztone, and available wherever you get your tunes. American bluesman Kenny Neal signed Patty to his own label and produced, arranged, and performed on this eclectic gem. The album, Whole Nother World, will debut on May 2021. Here's Patty Parks. A lot of stuff we share together, like with experiences, it helps out for sure. Yeah. Have you been able to play live much? Actually not. It's just starting to open up now. And I'm even reluctant. I've got, you know, some dates, obviously, like most musicians. But, you know, it's kind of iffy because in our area, believe it or not, the numbers are rising. Um, we're not really sure what that's attributing from or you know so i don't know i don't really know what's going to happen but so far nothing's been canceled where are you located we're in the western new york area we're close to canada okay yeah of course the border's even closed i am uh, in the seattle area yeah how how are things going there right now they're a little bit on the rise but i've played 15 gigs since february and it's, oh, nice. yeah i know and it's it's weird as kind of strange for me because i had to go back and remember all these lyrics, but I always kind of rehearsed during the whole shutdown and, and was getting ready for when things came back. And people come in and they yeah. say, oh, I forgot what it's like to see live music. And, you know, you don't have any kind of prompter. I see that. How do you memorize all those lyrics? Because I do Bob Dylan <laughs> and stuff with millions of lyrics. Oh, yeah, it's it's fun. And people are, it's like they just got out of prison or you see them all hugging each other. And I know they want it. They're yearning for it so badly. I know. It's, and they're supposed to wear masks when they come in, but when they're seated, this is just the way the ordinance is here. Uh, they can take the mask off, but they forget and they get up and pretty soon it's just a hundred people in a room without a mask. And I'm going, oh no, I don't know here. But Yeah, yeah. That, that's how it is where we are as well. Like if you take it off you, when you're sitting down, but you're right. You get up and you, you know, we have to use the facility, whatever it is. Eh. And then they forget. But we still have to have that. We only have a 75% occupancy. I don't know if you have a hundred percent occupancy or not. But 75%, and then on top of it, they have to be six feet apart, so that really reduces your audience yeah. you know, quite a bit. Let me say this. Uh, <laughs> I hope I don't get the owner in trouble for this, but he kind of pushes it because he says they really don't enforce it. So, right. yeah, mm -hmm. so, and I'm just the, you know, don't shoot me on the piano player. I'm a guitar player, but that's the title of an album. <laughs> and I just say, yeah, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I have to take it off to, to sing, even though I'm doing Bob Dylan. I suppose I could leave it on. It'd still sound a little bit like Bob Dylan with a mask on, but I don't <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bob, if you're out there. I love, there. Bob. So I do love I. Bob Dylan. So do I. And people, I love him. people say I sound like it. I'm always like, no, I don't want to sound like Bob Dylan. But I do. What a what a great writer. I, I want to hear. I want to hear that. I want to hear you sing. I actually have uh, probably 12 songs on Spotify under Bruce Hilliard. Oh. And one of them is like a roll, like a Rolling mm -hmm. Stone because I finally said, you know what, I'm gonna do one of his songs. So. 
So I did like a Rolling Stone. That's one Stone. of my favorites. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. And I've been playing it. but And, and, and this will be edited, too. I went out for my vaccination, finally, on Tuesday. And yeah. I think you're, you have some medical background. You're a nurse, correct? I am. Okay. I am. Which one did you get? Which one did you get? Uh, I was going for the Johnson & Johnson, but it was the day... They said, whoa, mm -hmm. Nelly, we got to pull that back. So I went right, in there. Right. I, I go in and I'm on time and I've got all the paperwork. And it was somewhat of a hassle setting it up. But I finally got in there and I hear the lady behind the plexiglass in the drugstore. She's got her mask on. And she says, CDC put Johnson & Johnson on hold with all the communication problems with the mask and the plexiglass. What I heard was, roll up your sleeve and hold your Johnson and they were like, no. <laughs> I thought, that's a weird procedure, but with the past year and everything, nothing surprises me anymore. So let's go with it. That's funny. Yeah, I well, know. They it's ushered funny. me out and said, we're going to make you another appointment, mister. As they take you by the ear. Yeah, you're out of here, buddy. <laughs> Where you park, get out of here. <laughs> and let go of that thing, too. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, that this could be the part that gets edited. I don't know. You have a great laugh. Well, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty funny. I gotta say. Yeah. Okay. Whole nother world, and I love the way the word "nother" is in there. It should be in the dictionary. I know. I know. You know, it's so funny because somebody did read the title that I work with, and they're like, "Did you mean for that to happen?" I said, "Absolutely." It, well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. There aren't any rule books. Oh. That's right. Yeah. Or if one thing, it's not. It's not supposed to be, uh, you know, per etiquette. It's it's everything but that. It's not standard at all. So I was very comfortable with that, for sure. I went through and I was going to select songs to put on it. And I was like, I don't know. I like uh, I'm in Trouble and uh, don't, yeah. play, don't Play Me Cheap by Bob Greenlee. Who's Bob Greenlee? I couldn't yeah. discern who he was. Well, Bob Greenlee passed in 2004. He was really well known for um, Kingsnake Records. And um, he was from Florida. And he was, you know, once he started that record label, he had some great people on it. I mean, Lucky Peterson, Rufus Thomas, um, and uh, Raffle uh, Neal, as well as Kenny Neal. As a matter of fact, a uh, big connection with that was Bob Greenlee actually took a trip to Baton Rouge to talk to Kenny and entice him to record on his on his label. So that that was kind of the connection because like Baby B, for example, was written by Kenny Neal, Bob Greenlee. Um, and he's kind of throughout the album. And the reason for that, too, like I said, I made that connection was that Kenny selected uh, most of these songs for me to sing. I mean, I, obviously, I could have said no, but when I heard him, I said, oh, I love him. Um, so that's why Bob Greenlee, you'll see that he wrote a lot of these songs um, that are on the album. Don't play me Because my love is true Give up your soul Before I give up on you 
There's a lot of variations. There's a lot that, be, that can be done with blues, rhythm and blues, and, and, and then throw the titles of the genres out the window. I mean, you just go for it. It's really cool. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, and I didn't think much of what I was doing. You know, I just tried to tell the story through the lyrics. And, you know, with that kind of musicianship, you know how it is for yourself. When, you're, when you really are with uh, other people that, and yourself, it kind of brings you to a different level when everybody's in the groove and it's right and it sounds good and thick, you know, and it just takes you to a whole different place. And it's nothing that's predetermined, you know, and, and that's kind of what happened. Don't you find that some of the best licks, some of the best things you do are just accidental? Oh, for sure. I mean, there were two songs on this um, album that, you know, you have to understand, I came from Western New York and I flew to Baton Rouge um, at Kenny Steel, or studio rather, and um, to record these songs, right? But there were two songs 
off the album that I did not have any idea I would do until I went down there. Um, one of them was Baby B, which is our duet together. You know, Kenny plays and, and sings on that song. He plays harmonica and he plays acoustic. Um, and, you know, he said, what do, you, what do you think about doing this song? And he said, here's the lyrics. Let's, let's cut this. And I was down there for a total of two and a half days that we did all this, believe it or not. Wow. And then I came back. Yeah, then I came back for another time just to do something else. I wanted to clear up a little something um, on one of the, the takes. But that was one of them. Baby B Please be good to me
other one was it's a man's 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 world, right? Yeah. So I was like, and I and and the reason for that, I love that song. I, I love the soulfulness of that song. It's James Brown, isn't um, it? Yeah. Yep. It's James Brown. Wow. And um, yep, yep, yep. It's a big song, and and <laughs> you know, I I thought, but I but I I have done that song many many times, and and he asked me about, it, you know, I said, well, what would you think about doing that? And it was, you know. James Brown and Billy Jean knew somebody wrote that song. But anyway, um, so he said, let's do it. And um, I thought it came out really good. I mean, we, we didn't do, obviously, that, that ending where there's a million runs or any of that. That's just not me. I am just not that person. But I think at the end of the song, you get that, like, eerie ending to it. And it sort of whispers out. And I think that was made it a little bit different. But I'll tell you, um, again, I, I just love Kenny's playing on that song when he when he does his solo and it's it's something different anyway I really enjoy doing it this is a man's world it's a man's world If not for our God You see Man made a cut To carry us over the world Man made a train To carry heaven low Like no one made the ark This is a man's world It'll be another If not for a girl You see Man thinks about little baby girls A little baby Man makes him happy Cause he makes him toys Man makes money To buy from another man It's a man's world mm, It's a man's world
Who put the musicians together? Kenny. So he's the arranger, producer. He's like everything there. So he's the one that, as a matter of fact, Frederick Neal's on it as well, his brother. But um, yeah, there was a lot of musicians that were in the studio, none of which, of which I ever met before, by the way. Um, and that's what really, really made it for me. I mean, you have to understand, I didn't have backing tracks. In other words, they didn't make a cut for me, and then I practiced my vocals at home. Oh, wow. No, they didn't happen. So what was positive about it is I heard that live music develop. Can you imagine? I was like, and when I, I heard it, I was like, what? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, these guys were just incredible. All ages, very young, you know, and uh, they were just, what a sense of community. It was just incredible. And in Kenny's studio, a lot of the, uh, you know, musicians in the area will just pop in and he's like their mentor. Um, he talks to him about what's going on in the recording studio. They were very much a part of it. Um, and, and, and that's another reason why I suggest this title means so much because I personally never experienced any of what I did when I went down there. Now, I could never, I, I have to say throughout my whole career, it was unbelievable. I, I talk about it like it's a, you know, like a, a musical spiritual awakening. I use that phrase yeah. even in my album. I made sure I copied that. And, and it's because it is. I mean, first of all, you have to understand, um, even in the studio, there's all this memorabilia from the Neil family. And we're talking about, you know, oodles and oodles of you know, recordings and recognition from his father, well, master harmonica player, and Kenny Neal himself. And um, that part of it, and I'm taking all of that and feeling the vibes of the studio, right? And, you know, uh, there's a picture there of, of um, his sister, late Jackie Neal, who was an up-and-coming star. And that presence there and Kenny's brilliance um, I can honestly say I, it brought me to that title, and that's why I called it A Whole Nother World. Um, you know, it's funny when you think, you know, well, geez, I, I think I'm a good singer. I think I, you know, I, I think I, I, I do pretty well in delivering lyrics and feels and vibes. I think I do that pretty good. Yeah. But I went down there, and I'm like, wow, this is nothing I've ever done before. And I was so grateful to experience that. And I'll tell you, Kenny Neal and his wife, Josie, or something else, they really had me live everything. I, where Kenny's studio is, it's where he grew up in Baton Rouge. And before we came, he picked me up at the airport, and we went through his old neighborhood, and I got to meet all his friends. And, you know, they're still crashing and playing in their in their garages, yeah. you know, and playing harmonica and singing and all that. I was like, wow. Or you, you know, should really, be. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's yep. a whole other world yep, there, exactly. too. Uh-huh. But what's fascinating is you didn't really – Hear the horns and stuff? Was a lot of it just done with a rhythm section? Yeah. Yeah. A really, really strong rhythm section. And uh, then the horns obviously went through the keyboards and Kenny wrote them out of his head in about five minutes. And then they played the lines there. But the rhythm section, as you can hear it, like especially Sticking to My Guns, one of the songs on the album, it sounds like a locomotive, right? It's like the train's coming, right? I mean, that, that, that white on rice between the bass and the drum, you know, and uh, doing that shuffle is like uh, trying to recreate that and forget about it. It's really, really difficult, but it's, that's an example of the rhythm section and how tight it was. 
for sure. You know, what I'm getting at is it's kind of like a lot of what you do, you don't know what the end product's going to be. So it's for an actor, it's like working with a green screen where you're supposed to, you know, there's a dog and somebody from outer space in the background. Now act. Exactly. Oh, my God. You hit the nail right on the head. You know, we're always used to our own environment, right? Yeah. So, you know, the things that we write. And then you're I'm not only am I out of my element in my re- general recording area, um, meaning the studios that I'm used to. But then, you know, I, I was just like taken back. And I got to honestly tell you, I got there and I was like, okay, pinch me. I I can't believe where I am right now. <laughs> and snap to it. I'm a little bit, you know, feeling a little nausea because I'm a little bit anxious. Oh, you and know I what to do. And I pinched myself and I said, yeah. I said, I know, I'm good. Yeah, bring it home. Just sing the song. Yeah, you, you better run. You know what you're doing. You are a nurse, correct? A registered nurse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. So you're like the perfect woman. Will you go out with me? Are you spoken for? <laughs> Never do this in an interview. <laughs> the first page of Interview 101 says, do not do that. Don't get cheeky with your guest. But I don't care. Like I said, I have no rule book. So. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny. I've been a nurse for a little bit. And, you know, um, it's funny because I've, I've seen a lot. Uh, a lot of heartache. I mean, right now, uh, I take care of our veterans, which is really, really cool. Um, and, you know, part of what I do also is kind of using that with the blues, right? So I've been blessed and I say every day how grateful I am, right? So I've been blessed because I, God gave me a couple talents, you know, and one of them is singing and music. And the other is, you know, through my help and efforts is being a provider, you know, a care provider, right? And um, so I had an opportunity in my life to put those two things together, right? And uh, still utilize the blues with both of those efforts, which is kind of crazy, right? And um, you may have heard of it. It's called Nurse and Blues. Nurse and Blues. I have. That's good. That's yeah. good. And you know what? I appreciate it because it's hard to make all that connection. It gets pretty confusing. Wait a minute. You're a blues singer. Wait a minute. What is she doing? <laughs> She's doing something with nursing? How does this work? You know, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to put it in words. I've had a few guests that do not exactly what you're doing, but one of the guys was one of the players from Boston, the, the rock band. And he does a a deal where he just shows up and, and makes guest appearances. And he says, I don't even think a lot of people know who I am. Well, you know, Bruce, what's a little bit different about this program, though, is that I don't go and perform at all. Mm-hmm. A, what I have is a, I have a board-certified music therapist. And what she does, well, she's a blues singer, but what she does in her musical interventions is she uses the blues genre as a way for people to circumvent their deep feelings and frustration. It's also reflective of American blues history and, you know, um, survival, right? And be able to communicate, it's a beautiful art form. So that's why with the nursing piece, in order to be whole and healthy, you have to have your body, spirit, and mind together, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I knew that I didn't have the expertise to be a certified therapist. So that's what's a little bit different about it. And, um, 
you know, and when I first met Kenny was when I was asked by the Blues Foundation to speak on this, believe it. It's like a really eclectic program with Walter Trout and his beautiful wife, Marie. Um, and we had a symposium in Memphis, Tennessee, talking about the healing power of blues. And so that's really when I met, first met Kenny before we, um, in, I think it was 2015, believe it or not. But that program was in development um, just prior to that. And we talked about it and that stemmed from, you know, my son uh, being struck with chemical dependency. And so that kind of led me to help. More than I'm classy, I like to strut my stuff. Get what I want, cause it's never enough. Mean and nasty, short-tempered too. glad you're doing that. Well, I just wanted to say thank you, Bruce, number one. It's been a really wonderful talking to you, and I hope everybody enjoys the album. And um, I think it, it will make people feel good when they hear the sounds that are involved in that and a little bit of a little bit of swampy sound from Louisiana. So I really th- appreciate everything, Bruce. It's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Have a blessed day. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Make a better stay in our baby
You've been listening to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.